everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. Robert, how are you this afternoon? Ali, doing great. Thanks so much. Going to enjoy myself. A nice weekend. A little bit of Lake Tahoe. Ah, a nice. A dip- little bit of dipping into, uh, you know, some nice cool water while it's, uh, you know, getting close to the 90s. Summer's here. Yeah, I mean, it was in, it was like in the hundreds the last like three, four days in LA. Now it's, we had a little bit of a cold spell. It's at 90 degrees. So, <laughs> but it's going to be in the 80s all next week. So, perfect weather for me. So, I'm really looking forward to the three day weekend. Got some nice baseball going on. We got NBA trades and the off season, free agency. So, that's exciting. But today's episode is going to be all about NFL because, we could have an episode every day for five hours a day and still not run out of topics to talk about when it concerns the NFL. So let's, let's quickly recap last week's episode, Robert. And for our listeners that need a little bit of a refresher, but let's start with the current odds to win the Super Bowl. So right now, what are you looking at? Yeah, there's, there's going to be an awful lot of, uh, value as and that's probably going to be the theme of our episode as we take a look at who's going to be uh, from the top to the bottom and right now well, pretty much without any surprises the Buffalo Bills are the favorite I'm currently offering them at seven to one to win the Super Bowl and with their really really high powered offense and much improved defense and special teams I could see why they're getting backed so heavily we opened them at eight to one uh, and then Kansas City and a number of other teams started to make some uh, significant moves to their personnel. And so uh, following them would be the Rams at 11 to 1, the Packers at 11 to 1, uh, and then uh, it's Kansas City at 13. Of course, there's one team that's completely uh, different from what we opened them at, and that would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course. So they're seven to one right now, uh, and they're getting backed probably more than any team right now, just from a ticket count. That makes perfect sense. And I don't think the news of Gronk retiring really was going to affect that, that total. Am I right? Or no, no, it hasn't. I, I, I thought about raising it, but right now we, <laughs> they're actually one of the very few teams that we already have a liability on in our future pools for the Baldini sports book here. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to back the goat. Like, let's not sugarcoat anything else. I don't think Tampa is going to get there. I mean, I'll be blunt about that. I think that they don't have as many offensive weapons that they had last season. And we kind of saw in that game against the Rams, they really were lacking with with no Chris Godwin, with no Antonio Brown. Now you take Gronk out of the mix. We don't know how healthy Godwin's going to be. You know, that just allows for more double coverage on Mike Evans. I just, I don't see Tampa. I mean, they're going to win their division, let's be honest, because Atlanta's not going to be anything to talk about. Carolina's just a whole big mess. I really don't see the Saints being anything more than, you know, hovering around 500 all season, even though they do have Michael Thomas coming back. But they are going to win their division easily, the Bucs. I really, I don't know. I just don't see them winning on paper today. I should say, I don't see them winning more than a playoff game. Max, what about you? I am 
okay with that prediction. I think, honestly, look, uh, we had them as high as 20 to 1 pre-Brady announcement. Post-Brady, as you know, you see it's 7 to 1. But right, right. now, I opened up the divisions. Uh, and as you mentioned, they're really, I mean, I don't know, there's really no one else that is such a giant prohibitive favorite to win their division than the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got them to win the NFC South at minus 450. That's uh, fair. And the Saints are uh, actually plus 450. The Panthers at 10 to 1. Falcons at 12 to 1 for those interested in that number. So, yeah, without a doubt, I, I think that they're going to win their division, but the, I, don't, I don't think they're going to have uh, what they need to really advance any further than, you know, that first game in the playoffs, not this year. What I'm curious and I want to get your take on is usually the team that wins the Super Bowl is unanimously, not all the time, but unanimous, unanimously the favorite to win the following year. Why have the Rams slid as much as they did? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I, I thought about, you know, could this just be a hangover, Ali? And I, I don't know if it's, if just people are just looking for a new option, you know, to, to appear. I'm really not sure. I mean, look, it's, it's not really boring, you know, if it provides you with the best chance to, you know, maximize value and make some money. Uh, the, the Rams at 11 to 1 right now did they get any worse? I'm, I'm really not sure if that's the case. Um, I think that they have the best roster top to bottom in the NFC. Uh, you know, they obviously know what it, what they need to do and the steps uh, necessary, you know, once they make it to the playoffs of how to win the whole thing. Uh, I think the NFC actually, Ali, I think it's weaker than the AFC. Agreed. You know, it's only really the Bucks and maybe the Packers stand out as, you know, you know, real competition. Right. We don't even so, know what the Packers are going to bring this year. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, so I, I just think that, you know, everyone is really gung-ho on and just, you know, it's the Bucks, the Bucks. Everyone just wants to keep betting the Buccaneers. And so that's why they're so much lower than the Rams. Um, you know, but, you know, honestly, I think the Bucks, you know, probably got, you know, worse offensively yet, you know, they still rank first on the list over uh, over the Rams. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I think that honestly, if we look at the two, it should probably be inverted. I think it's the Rams that should be six to one and the Bucks at 11 to one, you know, LA's got, you know, their power players, you know, they get healthier at running back. So I, I don't think that there's going to be uh, much in the way for the Rams to make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was really perplexed about that because now, if you go and look at last postseason, the Rams did have some lucky games. I mean, they went from blowing out Tampa Bay in that divisional playoff round to pretty much almost blowing the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it took a miraculous play, failed coverage of Cooper Cup to get open to have, you know, just an eye-opening game-winning touchdown at the end of that game. And then even you look at the game before when they played the Cardinals, the Cardinals looked like a college football team against them. I remember watching that game. It was a Monday night and I was so confident the Cardinals were going to upset the Rams. And just that showing on that Monday night, I was like, this team is a college football team. (laughs) And then even against the Niners, I mean, the Niners had a chance to come back at the end. And then you look at the Super Bowl, the Bengals are winning that whole game pretty much until, you know, the final quarter. So 
I think a lot of people just think the Rams, everything, it was one of those years where everything just worked in their favor. You know, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup really exploded. They got to sign Odell because he didn't want to be a Brown anymore. They got pretty much home field advantage having the Super Bowl. And that is a huge advantage having that the Super Bowl in your home um, city. For sure. So I do think that they're just not giving the Rams credit where I personally think credit is due. So it's interesting that people are just going to keep backing Tom Brady until he can't win. But I do agree with you. I, I think that the AL is vastly superior to the NL. And, you know, it's going to be a good season coming up. But we did start talking about sleepers last week. And you and I, we started with the AFC. We both, we both like the Colts. We both like the Chargers. But I do want to bring up, because it's been in the news this past week, What's going on with the Browns? Is Deshaun Watson, Robert, do you think, is he getting suspended for the year? And if so, what are they doing with Baker Mayfield? I'm not, I'm not any kind of a legal expert, even in the slightest. Right. I have a feeling that he's not playing this year, Alex. Agreed. Uh, and if he's not playing uh, and they seem to have parted ways with Baker Mayfield, then they're going to have real significant problems. I, for one, have not offered... Uh, any odds on their season win totals mm -hmm. only because I have no idea, you know, obviously quarterback's the most important position uh, and, and that could basically swing them from as high as, you know, uh, seven, eight wins, you know, perhaps down to, you know, the worst of uh, four, you know, and then on top of that, really, once we know who the quarterback is, Allie, who are they throwing to? I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Cooper's there. Uh, then what? People's Jones, Schwartz, and Joku? Yeah. No, it, it's not an ideal situation for any quarterback to come into. And they do have a good run game, you know, with, with Chubb in the backfield. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, Chubb's not going to get the yardage he's going to get if you don't have a competent quarterback that can drop back and be a deep ball threat. And right now, you know, looking at the league, I mean, if – Deshaun Watson is out and Baker Mayfield has pretty much said he has no interest in returning to the Browns. I, is there any quarterback out there for them? Uh, I mean, at this, I thought at this of, stage, right. I mean, who, who could they possibly get? I mean, I, I don't think that there's anyone that's viable to trade for. What do you think, Ali? I, boy. Only which I don't think it would happen, but. You have a disgruntled quarterback right now in Cleveland. You have another disgruntled quarterback right now in San Francisco. Is it just a case where both teams say, hey, let's just swap one for the other and let Baker go to San Francisco and Jimmy G go to Cleveland? I don't know. I, that That's really all I could think of. You have any other options? Uh, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> their third stringer. That's it. I, I don't think they're going to be making any trades. And I don't think, honestly, yeah, I, I thought by now uh, San Francisco would have made a deal right now for their quarterback, but it looks like they're going to be comfortable, you know, keeping the both of them. Um, so there goes a the saying, if you got two quarterbacks, you've got none alley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but no, to, to go back to the Browns, I, I they're, they're not going to have a good season. No, that's, that's for certain. And, 
you know, we're all, all of this were, we're just merely, you know, weeks away from the start of the NFL season, uh, not knowing who your quarterback's going to be, you know, preseason's going to be uh, uh, kind of messy. Yeah, I agree. Now let's, before we do move on to the NFC right now with, when, in, in terms of AFC teams, we all know Buffalo, Kansas city are the obvious choice, but who else do you have as favorites to win the AFC value-wise? And what are some of your picks? Yeah, so in the AFC right now, the favorites, uh, as we mentioned, obviously, if they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They're going to be the favorites to win uh, the AFC as well. Uh, and that would be the Bills. The Bills are currently 4-1 to one to win the AFC, followed by the Chiefs of 5-1. to one. And then the Chargers, Ravens, and Broncos all at seven to one. Um, most money, uh, the funny is on the team that's probably not getting any respect, and that's the ones that were in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bengals at ten to one, uh, and then obviously loading up way in the back. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jags, Jets, you guys are seventy-five to one, yeah. and then the Texans at one hundred fifty to one. Yeah, so I, you know, I love making my preseason picks more than anything. And when I was thinking about the AFC, I never picked the favorite. You know me. I just, I don't pick the favorite, even though I've loved the Bills for years. I'm a big Josh Allen fan, but they're the favorites. So I can't pick them because the majority of the people are picking them. And then I went down the line. Kansas City, I think, is really going to regress. I think Tyreek Hill is a big loss. And they already have shown signs of, you know, just not so much regressing, but just taking a step back the past few years. I'm just still not sold on the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers every year since the Phillip Rivers days, <laughs> they just they'll have a spectacular, uh, you know, regular season. They'll come out. They'll lose their first playoff game. That's a, that, that that's the Chargers' motto. Like I I, I don't know <laughs> how else you could describe it. So if we have <laughs> Allie, all right. So let's we, let's let's try and whittle this down like a. Uh, trying to predict the winner of the Kentucky Derby. Let's go ahead and just yeah. start, you know, chopping down, uh, you know, real, really, really good, solid swings here right now. Um, Texans, Jets, Jaguars, Throw those Steelers, out. all out. Yep. They're not winning the AFC, yes? Correct. Okay. Browns, Patriots. Uh, no. Okay. Now we're getting a little interesting. Uh, Dolphins, Colts. No to Dolphins, but we did call, talk about the Colts as a sleeper last week, and I would put money on the Colts based on their value. Not, I'm not picking them, but based on their value, I would put money on their Colts to win the AFC. Currently at 14-1 to 1 to win the AFC and 32-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, disagree with you there. You know, I, I think with the addition, obviously, of, of vet Matt Ryan, who's going to be a very welcome sight for uh, – you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, Pittman Jr. I think, I think they're going to have a really good improved season. O-line definitely stacked. Defensive upside's high. Um, you know, more, you know, I guess value sleeper. For me, you know, value is definitely there. You know, when you're looking at 30, 32 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, you know, and, and a nice high double-digit number to win the AFC, definitely value there. So, okay, let's move on then. Titans, Raiders. Titans, definitely not. I think that they definitely take a big step back. I actually think some of the clubhouse turns on Tannehill. I hate to say it because I do like Ryan Tannehill, but no, I, I can't I can't side with either of those teams. 
Okay, so we're down to some tough, just tough decisions here now. Uh, returning, like, well, one more thing. The Raiders, it's like, oh, I just, I can't, I can't deal with the Raider fans. So the fact <laughs> that everyone on the Raiders, and there's a good amount, as you know, out in LA of Raider fans, but just hearing them talk up because they have Devonte Adams and and this, and I'm like, listen, you have Derek Carr as your quarterback. I don't, I don't care. He's not. I, I could never imagine Derek Carr in a Super Bowl. And I like Derek Carr. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a good leader. I just, I don't think he has it in him to lead a team to the Super Bowl. I just don't. Okay. Will, so, okay. So let's go with that. Will they have a better season than they did last? Well, they made the playoffs last year. Yes. So I think that maybe Devontae Adams gives them one extra win. I, I really, I think, I really just don't think, I, and I know that they mesh well. I know that the, the history between Carr and Adams, but I mean, teams are just going to double team that guy. And yes, you're going to have what Hunter Renfro in the slot. Like he's going to be your big threat or, you know, you I know Waller is one of the best tight ends in the game, but ah, it's the Raiders there. I just don't think that Derek Carr is going to step up to the plate and lead that team. So, and they play in a very, they play probably in the hardest division in the AFC when you have the Broncos, when you have the chiefs and the chargers. Now that I'm thinking about it, no, I I actually, I correct my answer. No, I do not think they will be better than next season. In fact, they don't make the playoffs in that. (laughs) I'm just staring at the odds to win the division. And I just couldn't wait. I mean, I'm looking at that. You're right. The, the division's ridiculous. Chiefs plus 175. I mean, it's super tight. Plus 175 to win the division, followed by the Chargers at two to one, the Broncos at 250, and the Raiders at six to one. Yeah. So they're yeah. not even they're not even like the third favorite in their division. Forget about to win the AFC. Yeah. So let's throw them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we don't okay obviously we're looking for you to make a selection other than the bills you already said you're not too high on the chiefs you don't like the chargers no so ravens broncos or Bengals. so i would actually pick the Bengals, and i i've said you know what they were my favorite pick last postseason i made a lot of money off of the Bengals getting all their upsets last postseason, including the Chiefs. I called that upset. But I do think that they still are getting disrespected. I really do. I think Joe Burrow, he's just, he has ice in his veins. He's fearless. That chemistry he has going on with Jamar Chase, like right now, that's the best one-two tandem in the NFL, hands down. I know that people are going to make the case for Stafford and Cup, but – I'm making the case for Burrow and for Chase. Like that is the future one, two for the next 10 years or so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, look, you can't leave them out of the discussion to be, you know, AFC champions. Forget about, you know, making it to the AFC championship game. You know, Burrow and Chase, you're older, you're wiser. I think their offensive line is going to be improved by leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, safety Daxton Hill. He highlights a really strong trio of rookie defensive backs. I think, I think without a doubt, if you're looking for the value pick, that's probably it right there, Allie. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think you helped me find my pick. I'm picking the Bengals to win the AFC again. Yes. Uh, Colts, Colts are close second. I really do like the Colts. I think that besides Jonathan Taylor, they do have an impressive wide receiver core led by Michael Pittman. I really think that Carson Wentz was the weak spot of that offense last year. Matt Ryan, he has the experience. He's been to the Super Bowl before. And after the Falcons went to the Super Bowl last year, that last year, um, when was it, 2017 against uh, the Patriots? Yes. We knew they were going to take a step back after blowing a lead like that. And I think this is a nice, fresh start for Matt Ryan. We just looked at what a fresh start did with Matt Stafford going to the Rams. So I really like that Matt Stafford's still going to be in a dome. He plays very well in a dome. So I think the Colts are right up there with the Bengals as the teams to watch. And just to touch on the Broncos real quick, I'll lay it out there. I've never been as high on Russell Wilson as many other people have. I think early in his career, he was really buoyed by a remarkable defense in Seattle. Right. And then the last two seasons, I mean, you can't say he hasn't had an offense. When you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson at running back, like you have an offense. So I, I don't want to hear any of that. And I think going to Denver, it's pretty much Denver to me is, is, is Seattle of last year. I don't know. Am I wrong with that? Well, I mean, Denver did have the number two scoring defense in 2021, uh, giving up only less than 19 points a game. So he'll have, you know, a, a really good defensive, you know, side to, you know, limit, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of offense that they're playing. It's all a matter of, you know, is, uh, you know, I mean, you know, can he put up a Pro Bowl season? I think that's on, honestly what he's going to need to do. Forget about, you know what? Forget about Pro Bowl. I think he's going to have to have like an MVP like season yeah. to make it. Totally agree right there. And, you know, that division's harder. We were just talking about that. The Raiders, they do have Devontae Adams now. The Chargers, they were already tremendous last season on offense. They're probably going to be even better this year with another year of experience under Justin Herbert's belt. I mean, if anything, it's the Chiefs that take a step back. But when you have Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like that's still a potent offense. So we'll see what comes with that. But I'm I'm so I'm picking the Bengals. Colts close second. Who are you taking, Robert? Yeah, I have I've got no problem with that. And you know, you handed out two double digit odd teams right there to win the AFC. Again, the Bengals at eleven to one. The Colts at 14 to one. I too would probably back the Colts at 14 to one. I just think that honestly, uh, you know, pre, you know, in the season previous, you know, Taylor Cruz to just like a ridiculous season, 332 carries you know, over 1800 rushing yards and 20 touchdowns, 18 of them on the ground. Right. And so he did that with a, a limited passing game. He just had to do it on the ground and he did, uh, you know, I honestly think, you know, we could probably talk about the MVP later, uh, but he's probably, you know, up there in the discussion in terms of how, how great a season he had. Again, I think with the, uh, their O-line, which is stacked, the defensive upside is super high. Uh, I, I wouldn't call them, you know, much of a sleeper anymore. I definitely back them at 14 to one. The other one that I probably look at, uh, if we are in fact going to pass on the favorites, uh, I'm looking at you, Bills, uh, and even the Chiefs. Uh, I probably say the Chargers. I know that we you know you had some discussions and some 
lack of uh, faith in, in how LA would perform. But I think honestly, you know, Herbert enters his third year now. I, I think he's, you know, without a doubt, I mean, he's he had the rookie of the year. He's had a Pro Bowl honor last year. I think that they're going to be, you know, far more improved than they were uh, last season, you know, certainly defensively. Uh, and I honestly think that they're probably going to be in the mix. So if we're going to go ahead and knock out the favorites, I would look at the LA Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Well, let's move on to the NFC. And I'll be fr- up front right there. No, I'm not picking my Giants to win the NFC. <laughs> I'm realistic. I would like to, however, be pleasantly surprised if Daniel Jones can just come out and have a Josh Allen type season, but I'm also very realistic. But Robert, what are we looking at for odds to win the NFC right now? We all know the Bucks are favored. We all know that the Packers are right behind them but and the Rams. But after those top three, what are some odds that we should uh, keep our eye out for? Yeah, absolutely right. So Tampa is is three to one to win the NFC Championship, followed by the Packers uh, at four to one, and the Rams and Niners at five to one. Uh, and after that, it's double digit city. So uh, Cowboys at ten, the Eagles at fifteen, uh, and then it just you know rises from there incrementally. So. Uh, there's the Saints here actually at 18 to one. Uh, and then uh, honestly, after that, we're looking at thirties, fifties and, and beyond. So, uh, you know, the, the longest of long shots right now is the Seattle Seahawks, uh, the team that's been, you know, pretty much gutted, uh, during the off season. They are a 100 to one shot to win the NFC. Um, and right now with the earliest of, of future pool bets, uh, again, most tickets, are being written on the Bucks. Most money, however, is on the 49ers. Interesting. And that's still with, you know, the quarterback situation up in the air, whether you're going to go to Garoppolo, whether you're going to go to Trey Lance, but hey, to each their own. Now, exactly. when it does come to the NFC, and I was trying to look for a sleeper team because I always like to look for sleeper teams. I just, I'm looking up and down you know, each division, Robert, and I really don't have a sleeper team. Do you? Well, it's probably crazy, but if I'm going to go and pick a sleeper team, how about the saints? You yeah. know, they, they get, they do get healthier. You know, Michael Thomas is back for a full season. I, I think that, you know, with, I, I don't know if, if I'm looking at any kind of a really good bounce, uh, to the positive, I think it would probably see uh, a really big step forward for the Saints. Uh, you know, currently, if we had to go and, and figure out, uh, look, they're not going to probably, uh, unless something really significant happens, I, I don't believe that we're going to see anyone except for the Bucks win the NFC South. Uh, but I could definitely see the Saints in the mix for a wild card position. It's surely, you know, it's not going to be the Panthers or the Falcons. Right. You know, so it, it could be done. You know, it could probably be. Uh, for just taking a look really quickly, um, Packers win the NFC North. Yeah. I say Cowboys win the NFC East. Uh, maybe we could discuss that. Maybe it's the Eagles. <laughs> uh, Rams and Niners is a coin flip, right? So one of those is going to win, and the other one probably gets the wild card. It's, there's a live shot for the Saints to make the playoffs this year. 
And if they're 45 to one to win the Super Bowl and 25 to one to win the, uh, to win the conference, it's probably as close to value uh, of, of a sleeper team as you could find in the NFC, you know, because again, what, what are we dealing with? You know, it, it's the Rams. <laughs> you got to get past the Rams, you know, and then of course, you know, we, we talked about the Bucks alley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think the saints make the playoffs. Like I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you there, but the reason why I really can't consider them so much a sleeper team is heading into week 18 last year, they had a chance to get a playoff spot and they didn't. So I I think they were on the cusp last year. And that's why I'm not saying I'm saying they're not like, even if they make the playoffs, I just don't see them. I don't see James Winston, like really leading them out of the wild card weekend. I don't know. But when I look up and down each division, I just look at more teams I see regressing than I see making progress. So let's look at the NFC West. Exactly. Like the Arizona Cardinals, I think they make a big regression. I really do. I think that playoff loss just kind of ruined the team's chemistry. Kyler Murray just looked lost in that game. I think he takes a step back. And we already saw last year beginning to, you know, this is what happens with quarterbacks that run. They get injured. So you have to deal with that. DeAndre Hopkins, he's definitely, you know, a top five receiver in the league when healthy. But again, his health is questionable. I don't see James Conner being a touchdown machine that he was last season. So if we're, if we're talking about in terms of teams regressing, the Cardinals are my number one team that's going to regress. I do think that the Eagles regress too. And I know they just traded for AJ Brown and I'm not using my bias, but there's just something about the Eagles that I'm still not buying, buying Jalen hurts as quarterback. And when you watch that game in the playoffs against the bucks last year, I mean, some of his passes were just, he was just chucking them up in the air and hoping some of his receivers catch them. And to me, I think that those are the two teams that made the playoffs last year that don't make them this year. What about you? No, I, I can see, I can see the Eagles having a, a down year. I know, like you mentioned, they just traded for, for AJ Brown. So now Hertz has got you know, Sanders behind him, Brown, Smith, uh, you know, Goddard. So I, the, the weapons are there, but honestly, you're just one injury away from just the disaster. Then you're down to Zach Pascal. Uh, you know, it, it's, he's going to have, he's going to have big problems if he's not going to have a full team going all the way through. So yeah, there's, there's been a lot of hype, uh, you know, backing them right now. We honestly have probably more bets on the Eagles. Uh, than I expected. As a matter of fact, yeah, I see them. They're only right behind. They're actually tied right now. Number of tickets written uh, to the Cowboys. So you know, at least you know from from a division perspective, they really feel that they're going to be making it. I, I I'd be neutral right now. I, there's some other teams out there that I think some you know see some significant regression. Uh, you know, they're one for certain. I just don't think that it's going to be as deep a cut. Uh, as some of the other teams, like for example, Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. right? So we, we were, you know, obviously we know there's, you know, Devontae Adams is gone. I think their special teams are still going to be bad, Ali, right? Oh, so yeah. you're you're going to have, you know, Lazard, Cobb, uh, Rogers, 
Watts. Oh yeah, um, my guy, my um, the guy from uh, University of Nevada, Romeo Dobbs. Yep. So, you know, so look, there's going to be a lot of drops, right? I'm guessing Lazard is the one that gets to the thousand yards receiving. I don't, I'm not going to say they're not going to make the playoffs. That's insanity. They'll make the playoffs. Okay, so let's go back to the Saints, right? So let's do real quick. Yeah. Game, the first game of the playoffs, Green Bay in New Orleans for a opening playoff round. I'd say I'd probably make the line Green Bay three. Mm. Laying or taking? Without knowing what Aaron Rodgers is going to do this season, because – We've seen Aaron Rodgers play with a chip on his shoulder and he becomes an MVP as he always is. But I think I, I still got to take the Packers with that one. I like just, just on paper, I still got to take the Packers because we talk about injuries too. And Jameis Winston, we don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in coming back from his injury. Tyson Hill, if you put him under center, I don't think he can lead you to a playoff win. So just based on quarterback alone, I'm going to have to go with the Packers. That's fair. That's fair, Allie. Yeah, but again, you know, looking up and down, I do think that it's going to come between the Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers for who wins the NL. And I said I don't like picking favorites, but looking at all these teams right now, I just I don't see any other team that I would say, yeah, I could see them in the Super Bowl next year. What no, about besides uh, the Saints? Are you looking at anyone else, Robert? Allie, yeah, no Niners love. I don't, because you know what, I, I I'm not, I, I'm not high on Trey Lance at all. I really I'm really not. I think he has potential, but I think he needs a few more seasons under his belt before he comes out and does anything significant. I think the relationship with Jimmy G is pretty much done. So no, I, I Niners are another team. I think regresses significantly <laughs> dismissed out of here. Niners get out. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I just happen to point them out just because I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No, look, honestly, we, we, we started off the show, you know, talking about the bucks and the Rams. I, um, I say absolutely no hangover for the Rams. I think they march to the NFC championship game for fun. Yeah. I mean, I think they're even better with Allen Robinson now. Uh, You know, I think they were smart to part ways with Odell Beckham by not resigning him, which let's talk about that real quick. Cause you know, Beckham is returning from injury. He still remains unsigned. Is he going to be that mid season signing for the Packers, Robert, that gives Aaron Rodgers, a number one guy. Yeah, I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to just hang out, wait until, uh, you know, Halloween, and then say, okay, let's see who's here uh, that's about to make another run. How else could I uh, possibly get myself another ring? Um, that's definitely. Where he goes with Brady. He's wanted to play with Brady for a long time. How about that? It must be really nice to have these options, isn't it? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. He'll just wait it out and, you know, Make, make a signing with whoever's right there in the mix that needs that wide receiver that can, you know, you know, pull in any kind of target that gets thrown his direction. You're right, Allie. Well, if you look, you know, if I'm Odell, first of all, I'm still kind of bitter because I got injured in the first half of the Super Bowl. My team, I watched my team come back and win. 
you know, I still feel like I need to be on the field when my team wins that Super Bowl uninjured. So we know he's not going back to the Rams. He's not going to go. I don't see him going to any AFC team because we just talked about how far superior the AFC is to the NFC. So if I'm Odell, I'm looking at arguably the two best quarterbacks in the game. I actually not even arguably. I think that they are historically, though, of all uh, quarterbacks playing now, Brady and Rodgers are the two best in their longevity. But I'm looking at the two best quarterbacks and I'm picking whichever one I think I have a better chance of reaching the Super Bowl with. There's really no other team besides the Bucks or the Packers that I can foresee Odell signing with. I don't think he'll go to the Cowboys. And I know Jerry Jones will probably make a run at him. But I think it's either Rodgers or Brady. Is there any other team you see? I'm going to go and, and give you a nice, healthy swarth of reckless speculation here. <laughs> How about Kansas City? So, yeah, I mean, I thought about that too. And, it, you know, he can go there. He could be the number one receiver again. He's wanted to play with Mahomes too. But if I'm Odell, again, do I really want to go to a division with Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson? <laughs> yeah. Whereas if I go to a team like the Packers, you know, I'm playing with the Lions twice a season. <laughs> I'm playing with right. the bears that are still, you know, they're the bears, you know, <laughs> right. whatever your opinion is on Justin Fields. And I'm not that high in Justin Fields. Uh, you know, the bears, I don't think they're a 500 team this season, the Vikings, as long as they have Kirk cousins, they're not doing anything. So if I'm Odell, I look at the Packers, I look at the bucks and those are my only two options. That's, that's a fair assessment, Ellie. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, he's going to, he's going to go to a contender. He's not going to go look, you know, honestly, what's, what's the driving factor? You know, he's, you know, is, is it money? For a lot of people, it is money. Uh, and at the same time, he just did get a championship. So he has a ring. Um, it, it really, we really don't know. It's, you know, deep inside his soul. I honestly think the targets are right. I, I could definitely see him, you know, choosing, uh, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers without a doubt. You know, that's a team that is, you know, highly in need, in need of, of, of someone of his caliber, but uh, let's see. Can't wait to see where that pen lands. Yeah, I'm very interested, but let's make our picks. And like I said, I hate picking favorites, but I can't pick my Giants because I'm realistic. So I'm going to say the Packers. I, I think Aaron does play with a chip on his shoulder. I think he elevates the guys around him. I do think they end up getting Odell, and I think we see the Packers in the Super Bowl. How about you, Robert? I'm going to the Rams. Okay. I don't think that there's going to be, you know, I, I don't see the hangover happening. Uh, you know, they actually did not only include, like you mentioned, they got they got Allen Robinson on top of that. Uh, Bobby Wagner's in the mix at linebacker. Um, that's my best bet. The only thing I could see derailing the Rams is – because they do play in a harder division is if they don't get the number one seed or the number two seed, and it is either the bucks or it is the Packers. If the Rams have to play in green Bay in, you know, sub 10 degree weather, wind chill snow. I think I just, I, and it didn't work this year with the Niners, but the Niners always have that edge over Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think that, Matt Stafford 
and that warm LA team is going to go into Green Bay and win. I, you know, that's just me looking at the elements. I could be completely wrong, but I'm going to stick with the Packers and I'm not sucking up to our CEO. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bookmark this episode. I can't wait to come back to it and see how our predictions go. Oh yeah. So I'm going to say Packers (laughs) and Bengals. So you have the Rams and who's your pick for the AFC. Oh man. I, I got only pick one. Yep. Ah. All right. No chalk it up. Give me the bills. All right. That's the worst. I I just, I I just gave you a a full mouth of chalk alley. (laughs) I hope that's the Super Bowl because (laughs) if that's the Super Bowl, Robert, whatever you're making the over in that game, I'm taking (laughs) the over. Uh, And I always say I take the under in Super Bowl because I think there is a two week layoff that really affects them. Right. But I'm taking the over in that. Let's take, we're going to make the line right now. How about that? Right. June 29th. Uh, just afternoon here on the Pacific side of the planet. Uh, we're going to go Bills minus three in the total, 57 and a half. <laughs> well, I'm taking the over for sure, and I'll take, uh, I'll take the Bills minus three. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's always fun. But we do have a little more time left, so let's move away from the teams a little bit, and let's talk about MVP odds. Now, probably, you know, you can let us know the odds, but I would say, obviously, your favorites are Brady, Rogers, and Jonathan Taylor. Are there any other guys we should be looking at, Robert? Yeah, I, I think, look, it's a really strange award, right? It's been given out, you know, for almost half a century, and it's basically 50 NFL writers. They're voting, you know, and it's, it's not something that's really done on uh, the field, you know, even though you are obviously voting on the results of what happened on the field. So if you look at your top, your top choices, it's Allen and Mahomes at seven to one. Uh, Brady is eight to one. Aaron Rodgers is nine. Uh, and then a slew in the team. So uh, Herbert and Burrow are both 12 to one. Uh, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott are all 15 to one. And then everyone's uh, you know, 20 to one and higher. So uh, we got to go a long ways before we find a non quarterback. And that would be Derek Henry at 40 to one. Really? So it, it's, it's because it's basically the, the question is when has a non quarterback okay. won this thing? You got to go back, what, 10 years to Adrian Peterson. Yeah. It just seems to be a quarterback driven league. And that's where all the you know, MVP votes go. Uh Ali, I mean, so if we're, you know, looking at it from a betting perspective, we kind of just talked about, you know, how we feel the teams are going to perform. Um, how would you angle making uh, a decision on who would win the MVP at this early stage of the game? Here's a curveball I'm going to throw. What's Matt Ryan's odds right now? That is, that is a curveball. <laughs> uh, he is right now 100 to 1. There's my pick. It's awesome. (laughs) awesome. Look at all that value I can get. And if Matt Ryan has the like season with the Colts that Stafford just had with the Rams, I mean, can you make a case? Of course. Of course. Yeah. And especially, you know, yeah, without a doubt. And that's not even, man. You're talking about a player that, you know, we're talking about 
what would be considered a long shot. You know, obviously, you know, you've got 32 NFL teams. So you're going to want 32 to one odds. You're getting, you know, three X odds on, on a team that, you know, how did they not make the playoffs this year? We, we just kind of led off the show with talking about how the Colts are going to be, you know, massively improved with a great front five to protect them. Yep. No, I, I mean, that would be, if I'm going to pick a dark horse where I get a lot of value from, that would be, you know, the rabbit I pull out of a hat is choosing Matt Ryan because I'm with you as good as Jonathan Taylor is as good as Derrick Henry is. I don't think that a non quarterback will win the award anytime soon. It's a quarterback league. You know, you made a good point early in the show that Russell Wilson will have to have an MVP type year for the Broncos to win that division, to really make a run in the postseason. So I guess if you're looking for someone with a little better odds, you know, not as high, he could be a play. I'm not taking that because, like I said, I'm not high on the Broncos. But one thing I got to say, and I'm not saying this is a Giants fan, but is Dak really 15 to 1? <laughs> Let me check again. Hold on. I've been wrong many times. Of all the quarterbacks, Dak uh, is 15 yes, to 1. Yes, he is. Oh. He is, as a matter of fact, 15 to 1. My gosh, man. If there's one quarterback that can constantly be dubbed as the reason that the Cowboys aren't winning when they lose and the reason the Cowboys are winning when they win, it's that guy. <laughs> like, oh, he's just a conundrum right there. What would I have to make it? for you to bet Dak Prescott to win the MVP? Oh, man. I mean, if I'm going to get value, like maybe 40 to one, I would take a bite. But I just, I can never visualize Dak as an MVP. I just, I I can't. I can't do it. Especially if he lost a weapon, you know, with Cooper. Yes, he still has CeeDee Lamb. But I mean, no, I think... I mean, the Cowboys are going to regress too, but they play in such a weak division that, I mean, they're going to be just fine and win that division. Exactly. And not only that, but the Cowboys are going to have like a real cakewalk schedule this year. So yeah, I mean, the defense, the defense is going to hold them to it. It's, it's not going to be really, you know, uh, you know, on, on the reason they win most of the time probably won't be because of Dak Prescott. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, you know, I think Justin Herbert is, a, is an interesting pick. Because like you said, he's going to probably lead the league in passing yards. Right. And he's going to – the Chargers will make the playoffs, whether they win the division or whether they get the wild card, they will make the playoffs. And, you know, this is a regular season award. But I I think Justin Herbert is probably a safe bet to make. I wouldn't be on Josh Allen just because – I think a everyone's going to be on Josh Allen. I think he's the prohibitive favorite, like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're not Seven getting a ton of value, but I would take a shot with Justin Herbert based on you know the top few candidates, just because they're just going to give him the ball and just have him you know throw downfield to Mike Williams, throw to Keenan Allen. He has Austin Eckler that can do just about anything running behind him. So I think Justin Herbert's a safe pick. No, you gave you gave out two really great picks. You're big, you, this whole entire segment has actually been, you know, some real great value picks here from you, Ali. You know, I, 
when I realized that I was looking down, I just completely disregarded Ryan, even though we talked about him and gave him out as, as a, you know, a selection to make a wager on for the MVP of Matt Ryan at a hundred, you know, and then I said, okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I can't even come close. I figured, okay, probably Justin Herbert would be one that could, you know, excel and, you know, play up to the 10 to one odds. And, uh, you know, obviously that you just said that 30 seconds ago, that will be your, your second selection. I probably agree with you on Justin Herbert. Uh, the others, you know, if I had to make a, like a mid range tier, uh, I I'd probably look at Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's, that's a fair one. I think that with, with Burrow's case, you know, he's just, he's been there. He's just a solid guy. I mean, people forget he went through what three, four games last year where he was throwing easily in the mid 400s yards per game. I think he had a 500 yard per game. Like, I think people just overlook him because he just goes out there and does his job. He's not flashy. He's just cool, calm, collected. And he just, there's just something about him that he's just that dude, you know? Look, and not only, not only that, you know, he's the quarterback of the defending AFC champion. Right. Oh, I I think I'd add that up. I mean, look, if you're looking to bet, the MVP, you know, go ahead and, and, and grab like, you know, four quarterbacks, you know, get yourself some good prices, yeah. you know, this way you can, you know, add them all up, total them all up and, you know, get yourself a nice margin, you know, down the stretch, uh, you know, as you're entering week, you know, 14, 15, you're looking at your, you know, your tickets and you're saying to yourself, you know what, um, I got a shot. That's all you really want at the end. Well, another interesting thing before we do sign off, I mentioned I'm not high on him, but if the Niners are going to make the playoffs, is Trey Lance a viable quarterback to make a play on for MVP? At 250 to one. Why not? (laughs) That's a, that's a lot of value. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, but you know, I think that if the Niners do stand a chance to a win their division, which I don't think they're going to win their division, but Trey Lance is ha- going to have to come out and have a Mahomes rookie type year. Well, Mahomes wasn't even a rookie. It was his second year, but he's going to have to pretty much duplicate then what Mahomes did his second year to have any shot at leading his team deep in the playoffs. Yeah, and, I, and I don't see that happening. I just, no. just, just on the surface. It, I'd be, I mean, I, Loved, I, I, you know, for me, I, I love the chaos, right? I'd love to be shocked and see someone come completely out of nowhere because we kind of see, you know, a little bit through the smoke and mirrors what kind of game Lance is going to have. But I, I think if he's going to be given the full throttle go, you know, from week number one, we'll know who, what kind of quarterback he is literally before the month of September is finished. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, going back to Patrick Mahomes real quick, I was working at Fox sports at the time when he was playing for Texas tech. And I did a lot of his highlights. You just knew watching him on the college field that this guy was a franchise quarterback. And I didn't really see a ton of Trey Lance in college, but the little I did, he just looked to me like he's just raw talent. Like not like he's a franchise QB, just he has a lot of development but I don't think he has the development like you saw it like a Josh Allen where Thank you. It, was right. same, it was the same thing. He has an arm. He struggles with accuracy, 
but you know, get him the right coach, get him the right environment. He could do it. I just don't see that from Trey Lance. Like I did with Josh Allen. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. I mean, we, after the first season of Josh Allen, we kind of said, okay, well, you know, he's a, a giant body, he's mobile, but he, after that first season, a lot of people said, okay, you know, on to the next, you know, you guys didn't, this one didn't work out until he had a massive improvement. I can't think of another guy that improved that drastically at quarterback uh, from, you know, their rookie year into their sophomore. So uh, that's why he's so incredible. That's why he's the co-favorite to win the MVP with Patrick Mahomes. You know, the guy that you, like you said, watching him, you know, play for the Raiders, uh, Raiders, uh, Texas Tech, Red Raider. They, they, he just was unbelievable. It's like every single Saturday, it was a, a 500 yard, 600 yard game. You know, if he throws for 400 yards, you're like, what happened? You know, what, what, what went wrong in that game? Uh, you know, but in this case, without a doubt, I feel that uh, if we're going to see a massive improvement, we'll know for sure after like the first three or four games from Lance Alley. Totally. And, you know, we still don't know what they're going to do. Jimmy G does have a big contract and, you know, what they say in the NFL, the more money you make, you know, you're going to have to start sooner or later. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with Baker Mayfield, man. I'm like you, I love all the drama. (laughs) Just makes it so much more fun. Bring it. Love the chaos. Well, before we sign off, I do want to bring up a team that always seems to have chaos, but you know, we talk a lot about the Colts. We didn't mention the Commanders, which I'll just put that out there. That's a terrible name for a football team. The Commanders, I think they could have fa- they could have found at least 10 to 15 names better when Washington <laughs> was changing it. But, I mean, Robert, what do you see from the Commanders this year? Uh, they're not going to have Carson. Look, Carson Wentz is their, their big acquisition of the offseason. I mean, their defense is going to probably be improved. But I don't think that, you know, their offense is going to, you know, make a step forward. And, and because of that, I don't think that they're going to make uh, really much of a uh, much of a any kind of noise to get past the Cowboys or Eagles uh, to win the NFC East. Currently, I guess I mentioned the you know, Cowboys are minus 110 favorite to win the division, followed by the Eagles at 175. The commanders are five to one and then uh, the New York Giants at 10 to one. So. This doesn't have the makings of a championship caliber team, Ali. It just doesn't. No, and that trade really perplexed me because I'm like, you know, is Carson Wentz at this point in his career really that much of an upgrade over your combo of Taylor Heineke and Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, we just watched Wentz go to what should have been a playoff team. And let's just be honest, he's the reason they didn't make that. They didn't make the postseason last year. So, you know, you, you just, you played against him two times a year for how many seasons and when he was in his prime and you saw him go down with injury after injury, you know, I just, I, the trade really perplexed me. I thought the commanders could have held out and waited for someone else. I mean, they could have waited for Jimmy G to become available. They could have run Baker even right now. I think Baker's an upgrade over Carson Wentz especially with Carson's contract right now. Like, I mean, that's, that's a terrible contract to take on. So I, I, I guess in the move and Allie, and actually just the final thought there. I mean, did they even make a call to Seattle? Yeah. Did they even ask, you know, Hey, you know, could we, can we improve the deal to get Wilson? 
I, I'd love to know if, if there even wasn't, you know, another effort because uh, I mean, look, now we're talking about Denver as, you know, a, a you know, a, a real playoff contender where Washington's probably not going to even, you know, sniff seven wins. Yeah. That's a good point because, you know, if I'm Russell Wilson, do I go to a division where I'm looking up at Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year, or do I go to a division where I have Daniel Jones twice a year Jalen Hurts twice a year, Dak Prescott twice a year. Like, I mean, whoever is running that front offense for Washington, <laughs> I don't know who their scouts are or what, but that that tree just baffled me. I did, my, did the same thing for me, Allie. But that is unfortunately all the time we do have for this week. This was a great episode, Robert. I really enjoy talking football. And I'm excited that that is the next major season we have coming up next week. We'll take it. Let's next week. We'll hit the midway point of the MLB season. So let's go through that and recap, you know, our preseason likes. I'm going to go back and listen to the tape, who we picked, who we like now. And otherwise I hope everyone has a safe and great 4th of July weekend. I know I'm looking forward to the three days off Robert. Any last words? Uh, No, absolutely. Stay safe. Enjoy the holiday. See you next time. All right, everyone. Take care.